Welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. So today we're going to reflect on the Watford game and we're going to reflect just a bit. Actually, we're going to reflect just a bit on the season, just a bit, because we're going to have like a season review after that. But we're going to also reflect on what happened on Sunday. It's been a crazy week. It's only if I will reflect on a title race, reflect on a relegation battle, the outcome, I guess, no more battle. Then we'll reflect on the Champions League and Europa League places and Conference League because it was quite a fun situation. And we, we, you know, we dedicate a bit of time to the folks that um, finished in the top half and bottom half. But yeah, um, guys, meet Oli. Oli's back again with us from the previous episode. And meet Gia. He's from Italy. He's a cool. He's a cool guy. And Miss Jess. Jess is. I've been trying to have her for a minute, so I'm glad to have her again. So it's nice. It's nice to have you guys, man. How you doing? Hello. Thank you for having me on. Doing all well. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome. Welcome. So, how was the weekend? How did you guys take in the? How did you ha- take in like the title race and stuff? Jay, how about we start with you? How did you take in the title race? Oh, all the all the matches. Let me say all the matches. How did you take all the, in matches. All the matches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, from a start, it was just don't let Liverpool win, and unfortunately, that did fall apart in the end. So I was I was just thinking about how toxic Twitter would have been for I don't know another year. Um, but apart from that, it actually worked out really well because we had the Man City win. Um, even though that kind of has given him a bit more license to be uh, arrogant on Twitter. But I thought our match was, it was just a game that you'd probably see at the local park. No one really wanted to play it. And uh, I I enjoyed the whole whole weekend, really, because you had Burnley go down, which I would have liked Leeds to go down. But again, Burnley, I'm happy with that. Yeah. That's about it, really. Jess, how you doing? How did you handle the week? I don't know if you got to watch football. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. It it was it was a crazy bit of emotion, right? I was trying to 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 stay tuned with everything that was happening because you had like West Ham and obviously Man United fighting for the Europa League and Conference League, and for a minute there, Man United was uh, was almost down to the Conference League. Then you had, I think, Arsenal and Tottenham, which was kind of we were expecting Spurs to go to the Champions League qualification, to have that Champions League qualification because they were up against Norwich, but there was still stuff there happening. And obviously the title was just insane. I was watching it yeah. with, with my family and, and they're not even that huge Premier League fans, but everybody was crazy here because of how it developed. So it was just very... And in the middle of all of that, Chelsea was playing. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, not the most exciting game, but yeah. It's so nice. Like, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> Oli, I don't know about you, but how did you get to, you know, watch the Chelsea game and then watch the other matches as well? How did you like well, handle that? Yeah, I, I was following it all as we went. Like, it was, yeah, there was a lot going on, wasn't there? There was the, the title race, top four race, Europa League places, Conference League places, and of course, relegation as well. And then Chelsea were also there. You know, like we were just also playing uh, in a game that would you would watch, like you know that that's it. 
You know, I, I don't think it, nobody in their right mind except Chelsea fans were watching the Chelsea game. Even the Watford fans <laughs> probably weren't because it because <laughs> there's just, there was just absolutely no point. You know, but the Premier League scriptwriters they they certainly had a had a, a good they they did they did very well. Uh, especially with you know Gundogan with it being his last game, I think probably for Man City and scoring a brace and you know to Whoa. win them the title, craziness. I didn't it know just, that. Yeah, it's likely he's going to leave in the summer, I believe. Ah, oh. yeah. I mean, he is underrated, so I'm glad. All right, so let's focus on Chelsea then. So I don't know how did you guys get to watch the Watford game? How did what was your reaction to the lineup? Uh, I was happy with it. I'm not one of these, but obviously it would have been nice to see uh, Webster involved, I think. But we just don't know what goes on behind the closed doors. It could have been uh, the way I was looking at it. Tuchel could have gone, you know what, you've you've trained quite well for me and it hasn't really worked out. So Barkley, Sol, you're going to get some minutes because it is a dead rubber. Um, So as soon as it came out, obviously I wanted Webster. I thought Kepa might have been in goal. Uh, but apart from that, I was I was okay with it because the end of the season, I I personally didn't really mind too much. Yeah, I think there was a lot of people asking about like you know where where are the youth players and things yeah. like that. Although to be honest, I, it's probably not the best place for them to actually bed into the first team is in a dead rubber at the end of the season. There needs to be some kind of stakes a little bit. So I think something like a preseason when there's an actual like spot in the squad up for grabs, they're going to play a bit better, a bit faster, a bit like they're going to show what they're properly made of. So I, I don't think it was actually on, upon, at the time I was a bit annoyed that well, there weren't any sort of like youth players because in in one way, why wouldn't you play them? But then the other, I think, you know, I reckon Tuchel probably made the right call. Well, let me let me pose the question to Jess. Jess, what was your reaction to the lineup? And also, what do you think about the lack of youth? And Kepa as well. Um, <laughs> Lack of Kepa. <laughs> I think I think I'm I might be in the minority here because I was I, I try to be balanced, but I was a little bit disappointed. Um I didn't expect a full lineup of youngsters. I didn't expect any of that. Um, I I don't think that would be fair, but I think there was space to have at least a couple of them at, at the very, very least on the bench. Um yeah. I think I these types of games can be uh, very important for, for the youth, for them to feel... To I know it's not the only way that this can happen, but I think it is one way that they can feel, oh, okay, well, there's a pathway, I can be important. Um, and, and this game, you know, we, were, we already had third place secured, so it wouldn't be detrimental to it. Um, you have also, also a lot of young players... Um, not a lot, but some of the young players in their in their final year of contracts or the contracts at the end, and this would be a, a good way to try to make them renew. Um, Webster is one of them, so I think I see it and I saw it as a missed opportunity more than anything else. Having said that, I can understand uh, why uh, TT. I call him TT because I'm his best friend. Um, <laughs> that's how much it um, so I can understand why he did what he did. I, I, I saw it as a sending off of a couple of players. And, you know, you had Barkley and you had Kennedy and you had some players that were training with the squad throughout the whole season and didn't have, you know, a lot of opportunities. So I can see why he would go with the way that he went. He, but I, I don't see necessarily... The dynamic. 
right like yeah when you when you see it like um imagine for a minute that you're a you're a chelsea player i know a dream come true right and you um <laughs> and, and you've been you've been training all, all season trying to get into the first team and it hasn't quite worked out you will model those fringe players more like a barkley or a Saul. and then right on the last game when you think you're going to be able to maybe get a send-off or you know like play and show like maybe that you can provide some more value for next season you know you get some youth player who in your view maybe hasn't earned it and comes in and takes your spot it, no, it might upset the apple a little bit right no that's why why i said that i understand uh why tt went with that and why he decided for that and i can understand thinking that oh you had these players training with the first uh the first team the whole season and didn't have an opportunity i can understand that and i can respect it but I cannot help but see it as a missed opportunity because most likely those players are not going to be here for the next season. Um, so you're, you, you, it, I don't see it how it would be detrimental to the squad not to having yeah. Saul. For, and, and I'm saying this, but I, I like saying. Saul. It's maybe a little sentimental from Tuchel. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I can understand why he did it. And I mean, it's the end of the season. Um, the way he dealt with everything that we had to deal with and it was outstanding. So I have a lot of respect for him. Um, and I think he deserves a vote of confidence from us Chelsea fans. And I'm not going to just be here criticizing him at the last game of the season. Um, oh, so sure. I, I wasn't angry about it. You know, it was not like, oh my God, this is so stupid. And I wasn't angry about it. But I did feel like a, a missed opportunity. But um, I think as, as Gia said, um, we were talking uh, before on, on Twitter. I think... And I think and I hope some of these players will, will have a chance to to impress like Trevor did before in the preseason. So that's something that I'm actually looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, I, I think maybe that that's kind of like, uh, to use your, your name, TT's model, right? It's um, it like, you know, the way he, he brought in Chalibur from the, uh, from, from the youth team in, into the, the squad proper in preseason. Um, because he impressed in preseason, and maybe that's what he wants. He wants a full preseason to for these younger players to show what they can do before they uh before they uh, think, get on with. I think thing. in a way that is that is true. I think we also have to remember with Chalaba, it was a case of he he did take his chance, but I guess it was also gifted because of the pursuit with uh, Kunde had basically uh, fizzled out. But the way I see it, TT he just he doesn't want to. Uh, rock the boat too much so that's why I said we we don't know if he's promised these guys minutes and if he has I know they might be leaving at the end of the season but the rest of the geese that, that are in the squad they might be like hold on he's just broken a promise or he's broken his word and they kind of it kind of just offsets them a little bit um that might be thinking too much but there's definitely I... like an element of squad politics in there for sure like it... Because, because, because Jess is right. From like a purely practical, non-sentimental perspective, why would you play the players who aren't going oh, to yeah, be here anyway? Definitely a missed opportunity. Uh, in that you know, case. like so, it, it's got to be something a little bit more internal, in my opinion. Yeah, and especially when you you see the mult, multiple players say how much of a family um, community it is. So it could have just been a case he just doesn't want to separate that at that time. Um, but I think preseason is going to be the key time because we forget how many players we've got coming back and how many youth players we have that we could push through. Um, I still think a lot of our youth players could go on loan because as a club, we value loans more than pushing them through into the first team straight away. Um, 
So I think preseason is going to be hectic, and I think he knows it himself. It's going to be even yeah, worse. There's going to be a lot of weird selections. I think you know that there's 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 going to be there's going to be a lot of strange sort of lineups while he's experimenting in preseason. Okay. Yeah, to be fair, actually, I was a bit annoyed, but listening to you guys actually made me calm down a bit. So fair enough. But Kappa, though, how do you explain the Kappa non-selection? I mean, to be fair, Tammy Abraham as well didn't play last season. I remember against Villa, and I was kind of surprised. But I think, yeah, I mean, Kappa, I, think Tuchel, I, think... I think Tuchel doesn't rate him. Uh, like, you know, there's no reason for him in one way not to play and give Mendy a bit of a rest. I, I reckon he he doesn't really rate him. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, um, the last game Kepa played for us was at Abu Dhabi in the semi-final of the thingy, the Club World Cup, and he had a fine performance. And the last time we saw him again was at the Carabao Cup final. So we never got to see him again. So I think it's kind of unfair. Well, it, I think there could be two reasons. Um, again, it might be the right way, but I think either he might be staying next season um, until he thought, you know what, I don't really need to give him a run out. Um, or he, that could be totally wrong and he could be off and he just doesn't rate him. Uh, he, I like him. He's a nice guy. He's suffered tremendously with uh, his mental health and all that stuff stemming from his uh, ex-girlfriend and the, the club has supported him through that but from that sort of money and that sort of contract we given, we've given we given him it just hasn't worked out it's a ridiculous didn't he have like an 8 year 7 year contract something like that when he signed for us <laughs> only a couple of years ago so like he's here he's here for the long haul dude. I don't like, understand uh, you, you know, like if his if his stock ever drops, he's like, "Oh, fine, I'll just ride the bench. I'll I'll just like do training, ride the bench, and collect two hundred k a week or whatever he's earning." You know, like, you know, because eventually, you know, I don't think he's that bothered about playing. I think he wants to play, but again, he's he's a bit of a he's a bit like Christensen. He has suffered uh, with his mental health. Mm. Now let me let me bring Jess into this. Jess, what do you think about the Kepler situation? I mean, I thought he should have played, but what do you think? Um, I I really don't have a strong opinion on whether or not he needed to play because it was a dead rubber and because he is not in this he was not and it's not in the same situation as like Kennedy for instance who didn't have any minutes so I I didn't have a strong opinion either way um, but it did make me feel was confusion <laughs> just because if I couldn't see. Because of what I said before, the sending off of players and and how that could could have motivated TT into playing some players and not having the youth, and that not having Kepa that kind of contradicts it or brings in some question marks. But, but I honestly just I just didn't dwell on it to be honest. I was more um, not not focused, but what got my attention the most was not having Christensen or Alonso in the bench. Um, so I think there's a clear indication that, I mean, we know Christensen is gone, but I, I'm pretty sure, um, Alonso is also out of the door. So yeah, that was a good, are you an Alonso fan? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I, I respect what he has done for the club. And I think it was very, and I think it was very important for us, especially under, uh, Antonio Conte and, and he has scored some, some important goals. So I, I do respect him. I think he gets a lot of stick sometimes yeah. not entirely fair not entirely yeah, yeah. fair um but I, w- I wouldn't say i'm a fan i, I love marcus alonso to a certain yeah. degree uh, like i i have a very love-hate relationship with with marcus Me alonso too. one of my favorite things about marcus alonso is just that picture 
You know the one recently <laughs> that against Leeds where he's staring at the fans <laughs> with just that menacing grin on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that, in my opinion, is one of the greatest things he has ever brought to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna tell Jess that I am actually a fan. I was a bit excited because you were talking glow in positive terms about Alonso, so I was kind of excited. Oh wow. Are you a fan as well? But yeah, um, let's move the conversation forward. Let's talk about the uh, what you call it, um, the Watford game. So obviously we've spoken about the reaction to the lineup, but um, yeah, what was your moment of the match, and who was the man of the match for you? Moment of the match. Yeah, hmm. I don't think I had a moment of the match to be honest. Um, <laughs> like I said, it was one of those part games. The ending, the final whistle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moment of the match. Honestly, you. You could I have one. The... I have one. What was it? Ben Chiuel. Oh, yeah, Ben Chiuel. Yeah. I was, was going to say Rudy coming off. Yeah, I even tweeted about this. The fact that he is back, for me, that's mm-hmm. enough. He stepped on the pitch, men of the match. That's like a, a <laughs> huge... That can be a huge moment for us. Uh, so Yeah. He was playing attacking midfielder as well at one point, so... Um, he does that off. though. He gets forward. He like we all forget, but he, when he get when he gets forward, he cuts into inside and in like an inverted mm-hmm. fullback type. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I remember Tuchel taught him that actually. So I remember that. Yeah, I remember that precisely at the Leicester game, the Leicester mm-hmm. game that won away three 0 But I remember that precisely. I, obviously, uh, I did my FPL. Logo, I missed him. Yeah. I missed him so <laughs> much. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, okay. You, moment of the match, man of the match. I know you said you don't have a moment, but perhaps, man of the match. Yeah, man of the match. It's. Reese James every time, but um, mm, I can't, mm. I can't uh, disrespect Barkley as well for putting his head on the winning goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can imagine if we drew that game, though, it would be like oh. so sad, right? Honestly, I could see it coming because the players were just strolling around. They didn't really yeah. care too much. It was a, a dead just, rubber. It, it but... doesn't sit right with me that Ross Barkley scored the final goal of the Roman Abramovich <laughs> era. Yeah, but did you see who yeah. scored the first one? It was uh, Veron. Yeah, it was one one Sebastian Veron. Yeah, so it kind of. It's well, to be fair, the Roman era way. has ended a while ago. I mean, officially. No, I guess. not yet. It's no. uh, unofficial. Yeah, not until mm-hmm. the until the paperwork. No, remember, according to everyone else, we're still going out of business, Tommy. Remember. That? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right, Oli, Oli, back to you then. Man of the match, moment of the match for you. Uh, you know, like I, again, I'll go with moment of the match. It's got to be Chilwell, right? Because it's. It's especially because him coming on allows you allows him to get over a little bit of that sort of like mental anticipation for him. So hopefully, like he can just roll on next season in the uh, uh, next season and, and just get back to his best. And I really hope that for him. I hope he 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 makes a full full recovery. You know, back to how, as good as he was before he was injured. Um, yeah. Man of the match, uh, you know, just to be a bit different, I'll give it to Ross Barkley. You know, scored a goal. You know, wasn't on for very long. Basically, the dying minute winner gave us like a, a good send off to the season. Why not give it to him? I've got to give props to Kennedy as well. I know it wasn't, yeah, yeah. Gonna... well, <laughs> I was gonna mention that. and he was he was attacking, he was direct, he was everything he needed to be. Um, he's but... everything that Sal isn't at left back. True, I, I like Sal though. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like him at left back, I don't like him at wing back, not at no, all. That's we don't have a position for him, but yeah. Um, I was just gonna say this, Oli, when you mentioned Chul. I think Chul came back. Uh, he came back earlier than expected. Earlier than expected. Mm-hmm. So that was good, actually. I mean, I don't think Van Dijk came back from his ACL in the same season. So kudos to Chul and the yeah. um, medical it's, department. It's, it's, well. a, it's scary, isn't it? Because you don't know if a player will necessarily come back the same 
um, you know, after after being out for that long. You know, on the one hand, you've got someone like Loftus-Cheek who has never quite reached the heights that he was at after he got injured quite badly, or someone like Hudson-Odoi. But on the other end of this field, you've got someone like Van Dyke who came back and was somehow even better. Arguably. I, I hear people give him stick, but arguably. Um, can I say mine before I bring Jess in? Uh, my moment of the match, it's kind of funny. Thiago Silva's reaction to the equalizer, it was so funny. You, <laughs> you guys need to go watch it. Like, it was so funny. I was like, this guy is done with Chelsea. He was just like, what are these guys doing? Like, what are you guys doing? It was so funny. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I, I just think he's he's got like fatigue from like watching Malang Saren training every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, that goal was so funny. Not funny. Obviously, I didn't watch it in real time, but... Obviously, because I find it funny because I knew we were going to win. But obviously, in real time, I'm sure it was really annoying. But oh, yeah, wow. man of the match, I'll probably give it to Kai Havertz. I mean, it sounds crazy. I'll probably give it to Kai Havertz because I loved how he was getting into the position. Yes, I know he didn't finish. But I did appreciate the fact he kept on getting into the goal-scoring position. So yeah. He did but obviously, score one, though. So, you know, yeah, like, he did, yeah. Credit to him. Any criticism? He, he should have scored a brace or a hat-trick, you yeah. know. But... The criticism with that is that he could have scored a brace but on every single time uh, Mount had played him in he takes the ball on the wrong side of him yeah yeah makes the angle yeah. so much harder and, yeah. it's just I wish he'd just put his foot for it and you know what not hit the bar or but time will yeah, come I reckon everyone's playing with a bit of fatigue not really making the right decisions and things like that I really want the the, the whole squad to like focus up and go again um, you know especially after the summer hopefully we get some good additions in yeah no um, but yeah does make a good point I, that's more reason why I said Kai Havertz because I felt like Kai we're looking at him I was like he's young and I feel like he's gonna learn from that I just see I see the I see a walk in progress that's what I say yeah but Jess yeah what was the man of, obviously I know you mentioned your moment of the match it would be nice if you can mention it again so your moment of the match and the man of the match no, I'm I'm staying by it. My man of the match has been sure. All he had to do was tap on the grass, <laughs> and that's enough for me. Uh, the moment of the match for me was actually winning when Todd Bowley was in attendance because that was kind of getting silly that we couldn't win. And I know this is there was a, I mean, he, I know he he saw us lift the trophy um, with the with the women's team, but with the men's team, it was kind of getting ridiculous that every time he was in attendance, we we kind of got a draw or also. That was the moment of the match for me. It was no, actually it was, kind of moving was, past that. Um, it was too cool playing four D chess. You know, just lose or draw every time Bowley's actually there, and he'll invest lots in the sun. And then Barkley ruined it. <laughs> 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 but no, one thing that I that I would say about this match that kind of got my eye, and I, again, I know I, I I can't point one player that was actually super focused on this game, so I don't want to give him too much stick, but Sav, for me, during the goal, the Watford goal, I mean, he just, he turned around, he lost his man, he lost the ball. It was just very, very juvenile, I think, in terms of defending, and I'm interested, I'm interested to see what, what's going to happen to him now that Rudy is gone, because a lot of, there's a lot of talk about Levi Cowell coming, coming in the spot, and I, he's actually one of my favorite youth players, um, I think he's the biggest talent we've produced since Reese James. I think he's fantastic. So I think he's going to impress a lot of people and I can definitely see him in, being part of the squad. But uh, so far, um, the way that uh, Tuchel uh, sets his team, and I think it's been clear now, is that he sees like he saw Rudy and, and Saar as his left 
center back options and then Trevor Christensen right back, um, right center back. So now without Rudy, is it going to be Levi Cowell plus Saar? Are we going to bring someone in? Um, because Kunde is going to play in the right. Yeah, but he, he plays on the right. So what's going to happen on the left? Because we had Trevor, Trevor this season. And even though he, he prefers to play on the right side, he can still play on the left. And even then, TT kind of always went with Sar if it's if it was on the left. So I'm interested to see whether or not we're going to b- bring in, we're going to buy a left-footed centre-back or if we're going to go with Levi Cowell. So that's something that I'm kind of... Yeah, I'm, I'm very Guardiol, isn't he? Is he left? Is he left-footed? Guardiol? Does anyone know? I think, uh, he, is. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. Maybe him. I was talking of him. Maybe Pau Torres was he left-footed? Uh, like yeah, he is, a few yeah. of, a few of them, which um, which Max definitely have Barley, the, I think he's Max right. Yeah, there, there's there's some there's some excellent options. I think. Um, it, but it does remain to be seen. I. You know, it could be Colwell. I I personally think Colwell will go back out on loan again. Mm-hmm. I think he needs a bit of a, a Gallagher loan, um, you know, to a, 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 a Premier League club for yeah. a season, and then um, or, or like Scottish Premier League or something, and then see where we go. But you do realize that if Cowell if Cowell goes on loan, then you're gonna have your new centre back and Malangsa for the next season. Uh, listen, I don't I, listen. It's not it's not my choice. I I wouldn't yeah, make no, it either. I know. I'm just so I'm just saying like um, hypothetically speaking because right now just right now Kawa is a much better player than Mullins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think it depends on the acquisitions. Um, if we get Kunde and if we get Kudabali or uh, another sort of defender, then possibly uh, Kawa will go out. Um, but again, TT needs to look in preseason. He needs. I think. Chelsea would probably want to send him to like another Crystal Palace, another sort of loan like that. Um, but I'd like, I'd, I'd rather he stayed in the squad and so yeah, me too. Old. Me too. Because I see him going to Everton next season on loan for we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Now, I was just going to say in regards to Jess, um, I think Malangsa has finished at Chelsea. I don't think he'll be here next season, but yeah. Um, Levi Cole, it would be nice for him to stay as well, but I'll be surprised if he goes out on loan. If he does, I think Saar will stay. Um, I disagree with you. Oh, no, no, and and let me tell you why. I, I have a I have a real reason. Um, is is because um, we're losing so many defenders already, and we can't really afford to lose any more. And because we're, we're possibly losing Alonso, uh, we're losing Christensen, we're losing Rudiger, and we're possibly losing Aspi as well. That's four defenders. We're not going to sign four defenders in one window. Yeah, but we have a lot. We have Dujan Sterling coming in. Ampadu can Ampadu can play. Oh yeah, Gia, come on. Come we, on. we also have Baba Raman. <laughs> can I interest you, in Raman? Finally, unfortunately, we do. But yeah, we do have him. That's a good shout. We, Emerson, He's a really yes, good crosser of the ball. It's such a shame that we he never got integrated. Yeah. Well, was, I mean, he did in that season though. That he played the season. That was. Um, he said he didn't work hard enough. And ah, uh, uh, first. Yeah, but I don't think he's up to Chelsea's standard. But hopefully, I'm wrong. But I mean, I heard Emerson is coming back as well. So yeah, yeah, he's going to come back, and he can actually play um, centre back as well a little bit. So I'm not trusting Emerson at centre back. Oh no, who would? Right, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, like the this it, like Tuchel will look at the squad and just be like, look how many centre backs we've got. We've got all natural centre backs here. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, but um, I mean, to be serious, I think if we if we're gonna challenge for the Premier League. I.e. try and win it, then I think we need to con- we need to have solid 
options in my opinion we didn't need to have like makeshift options but yeah um again just made a fine point so ollie i'm gonna twist what you mentioned about like i'm gonna twist what you said about um what do you call it now um todd bowley's first sorry um chelsea's first signing in the todd bowley era i'm gonna twist it to like who do you reckon is a youth player that is gonna come into the club ollie so who's the youth player you reckon you can mention a lot though but let's just keep it one, think, one uh, or two so I think um, there's two answers to this. There's the one that I think it will be and the one that I hope it will be. The one I hope it will be is Gilmore because um, I really want to see Gilmore play under Thomas Tuchel because I think he would be very, very good. Um, the one who I think it will be, I think it will be Ampadu. Um, I think he's had an excellent loan at Venezia and I think he'll uh, he'll come back um, in, in pre-season and impress and then make make a statement for himself as at least a backup in the squad. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Um, to be fair, I, I love Ampadu a lot. So I don't think he should have gone out on loan this season because he went out on loan twice already, and Gallagher went out on loan twice. I don't obviously, I don't know if it's like I know if you're gonna play in the Premier, sorry, if you're gonna play for Chelsea, I think maximum is two loans. But anymore feels like you're gonna be the next Palisic or something. So it was weird for him to go out on loan. I felt a bit worried for him to go out on loan. But yeah, um, yeah. How about you? I think you also have to look at the quality of the loans the the club values loan moves um like really high and especially with Gallagher in the case of they saw certain things they didn't like about the Charlton setup and they didn't hesitate to switch him to Swansea um mid-season I think that was but for are, are you referring to are you referring to Gallagher Gallagher yeah um, but I, oh okay interesting yeah. I think Gallagher, he, he Gallagher, started Gallagher. initially at Charlton and mm-hmm. he was doing really well there, but they wanted him more involved in like a potential title uh, playoff place. So they you know what? Him. I forgot. I completely forgot about Gallagher, but only because I, I'm so certain he's going to come back to Chelsea next season. He he would be my use. He's like a shoe in, right? Pick. Yeah, he. I would go for him. Yeah, but yeah, Karen, Karen, Karen. yeah. Oh yeah, cool. All right. You think he's going to stay then? You think he's going to um, have a place in the squad? I would like him to because I know he's not the finished article, but. He I had that interview can. with um, Ferdinand, didn't he? Where he said, I'm not in oh, the shop yeah. window. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Gallagher. You know, yeah. It, yeah, so it... Yeah. Um, Jess, how about you? The one that I'm certain... Uh, the, the only one that, I'm, that, I'm, that I would be surprised if, if he didn't stay would be Conor Gallagher. I would be very surprised if he didn't stay with us. But I honestly think there are a number of good... Player, like good youth players or loanies that can make an impact in the squad. And when I say that, I don't mean they're going to be in the starting 11 or going to be playing every game. But I think if they were to come into our current squad, they would make it better. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so, I, you know, Levi Cowell, I think um, Armando Broya, people um i i really i really like him i don't think he finished article yet and and i was kind of stressed when people were saying oh he's gonna walk in our starting 11 and he's gonna be <laughs> our main attacker um he's not gonna do that um but i think he's a very very talented uh, player and i think he can add to our squad and, and i and i want him to stay with the first team squad but i'm not certain that he will i think it will depend on on who we bring in because there were talks of, our, of us looking at Dembele and, and Hafinha and all of that. But if, if we were to sell one, one of our attackers and let's say we didn't buy anyone, then obviously I think he would stay. So, but, there, but there's, um, I, I, there's a lot of 
I, I follow very closely um, Nathan Baxter, the goal, the goal keep, uh, goalkeeper, our goalkeeper who's on loan on the whole city. He has he had two very good loans now. Um, he's loaned this. So if we were to sell Kepa, do we have a plan to bring him back or, or are we looking to buy? So there, there are a lot of questions that at the moment are left unanswered, right? So it's going to be, it should be a very, very interesting summer with a lot of, there are, there are so many ways that we could go. And the only thing that I would like to see is, is kind of us build, building a foundation, um, a strong foundation. There are a lot of fringe players in the club at the moment. Uh, I would like to see them gone. Um, I think so that that's some, I'm actually looking forward to the summer. Yeah, so, I am. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like it's the start very... of something great, I reckon, you know, with the Bowley dynasty yeah. potentially, you know, like we he's got like such a good um like he 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 has the ability to create such uh, Jess put it perfectly, create such a strong foundation that could put Chelsea in a really good stead for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I was um I was talking to someone recently and uh it, whilst it's not the same financially, um, it's almost a repeat of when uh, Roman first came in. We, we're literally trying to change pretty much the whole squad at the same time. And if we can get it right, how we did back then, um, in certain ways, I think, like we, um, you were saying, a foundation can be built. Again, as long as you get the, the bottom of the team and the actual spine of the team sorted, we can go for the next... Um, three to five years on that foundation i think it's really I important agree. for us I agree. yeah and and then we've got a really good opportunity to work with um with some really strong data analytics and things like that to bring in the play the right players for the the team um Bowley's group has um danny finkelstein i think he's danny yeah, Fink we, on we've Twitter. Never really he, he interacts quite a lot with uh with the chelsea fans and he's 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 uh apparently he's quite like, obsessed with data and he'll be a real <laughs> asset in the rebuild it you know, Tuchel is also obsessed with data as well. So I'm happy, actually. Now, I was going to say, um, Eric, that's what Gia said. Boli fills me with a lot of confidence, actually. I love how he's interact. He's, he's, he's hands-on. He's a bit passionate, and I like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for optimism. Compared to, like, the other potential bidders and all that, I actually am happy with Boli right now. Um, but, yeah, you guys mentioned something as well. Um, earlier in the episode, you guys mentioned something that so obviously we're talking about the youths integration and all that. Um, if you cast your mind back to Lampard's era where we sorry, we beat Everton 4-0 at the bridge. Do you guys remember? Right before COVID happened, he handed a lot of um what was the word I'm looking for? He handed out a lot of like debuts on that day. Because I remember Broja Broya made his debut on that day and I never knew him. And I'm sure a few others as well. So this is where I have a bit of a problem with Tuku. I feel like I, yes, I love Tuku so much, but I feel like you know, it's a dead rubber game. Just give a bit, of, just give the youths like fifteen minutes. It won't, it won't be that bad. I mean, we won the game two one, but I feel perhaps if we, I mean, yeah, like they they, they could certainly could have been on the bench. I think you know at least to to have the opportunity. But I think Gia made a good point earlier where you know possibly he was promising people minutes. He doesn't want to upset the politics of the squad. You know, like I think there's he'll have his reasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you think about it, like, Javier Simmons, for example, or um, what's his name? Hall, Lewis Hall, yeah? He could have easily replaced, um, what's his name now? Who did Saar come off? He came off for Kennedy, yeah? He could have easily, both of those guys could have easily replaced Kennedy, you know? Um, so if, if obviously, I'm exposing myself right now, but if um, um, if Malang Sai came on for Kennedy, 
Who did Chihuahua come on for? Mount. Mount. Ah, okay. So we did we go to a back four? Yeah. All right. I, I kind of like exposed myself right there, but it leads no, us to the next conversation. <laughs> so yeah, the title race. Should we talk about the, the Serie A title race before we talk about the Premier League? Big Vic and Big Giroud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I am Forza Inter. Forza. I can't remember. This first time. Um, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. have to teach me that. But yeah, yeah this first time. <laughs> I wanted Inter to win, actually. But I can't really complain, I guess. Like, it was a nice title race. And I did enjoy it, actually. But I did want yeah, Inter to you're win. You're the expert on this as the resident Italian. Who do you like? Who do I like? Yeah. Well, I was explaining earlier to, uh, to tell me that my... My go-to Italian team, as in what I was brought up with, was always Juve. Um, but I'm actually a big Pisa fan because uh, ah, I used to live near near Pisa. Ah, so very nice. But um, Pisa. I'm very <laughs> surprised that Milan won it. I must admit. Yeah, yeah. But, but they've been consistent. That's the only thing with the with Syria. You have to be consistent to win. Um, in as in within the selection of those teams that are up there because. A lot of them have struggled in recent years, especially when Juve were dominating. We just they'll play good for half the half the season and they will just fall off, um, a bit like how how we did. But I'm really surprised. But they uh, they played the best, and uh, Tomori has not looked out of place. Yeah, um, I was going to mention. Do you guys think Chelsea should perhaps buy Tomori again? I know he he valued. I disagree with that. Exponentially, you, you disagree. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, who's going to replace Rudiger? Though I feel like he's shooting to replace Rudiger, and obviously I know it's going to be super expensive. But I think I think Gehi's a better option, right? Like we we get first refusal refusal on him. He's that tiny little bit younger, and I, he's probably more talented than Tomori. Probably I would, I would, controversial. I would, I would agree. controversial point, but yeah. So I, if you if you're going to pick one or the other, I would pick Gehi. For me, I'll say Tomori, but yeah. I didn't For me, really... I would say Levi Cowell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good point. Good yeah, point. He, honestly, honestly, I, I, I feel he has the higher ceiling. Uh, interesting. I can't wait to see him. You know, I, I'm not gonna lie. I see, I see his name being turned around on Twitter, and I'm just curious to know how he plays. So obviously, I'm not gonna give an opinion on it because obviously, I don't know much about him. But I am curious to know how he plays, and ho- hopefully, he does get like a. I don't want him to go alone. I want to see more people in the squad because I, I want us to challenge on all fronts. So yeah. It'd be nice to see, but um, yeah, Oli, Jess, your you know your reaction to the Serie uh, conclusion. Uh, I was really happy for AC Milan. I, I thought they um they had a you know they they had a good campaign. Like Gia said, they were, they were consistent throughout the whole campaign. It was really interesting to see uh, Juve. Um, I think it was their first season in however long without winning a trophy. Um, you know that that's going to be an absolute hall of shame season for them. That 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 probably be in, in freefall, but. Um, you know that's it, what you get for uh, that's what you get for um getting rid of Ronaldo. Current, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, to a certain degree, you're not wrong. But then, what did he win at Man United this season, right? But to be fair, he did carry United. So, yeah. Yeah. It's but anyway, going back to going back to the uh, to Serie A. Uh, yeah, like I was very pleased. Um, it's always good to see uh, players like Giroud do well because um, I think he's he's not appreciated as much as he is. Um, uh, you know, I. He's uh he's a really 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 strong striker to have um and of course we have to also say congratulations to Tomeu Bakayoko uh because mm. of course he was doing AC nothing, Milan man. as well he so we, we, we 
Well, yeah, yeah. Nah, he oh, was in there. 2022, uh, not the He led them to the title. <laughs> yeah. With his uh, cigar smoking skills. Did anyone see that video? He comes out at the end smoking oh, a yeah, cigar. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I think, uh, what's his name? Gab McCarty posted it. But yeah, before Jess comes in, I just want to say about Giroud. Um, yeah, Giroud scored some smashing goals against Inter. So yeah, I'm happy for him as well. This is why I can stomach it. Obviously, I do like Inter. And I do like, what's the name? Felipe Inzaghi. Is it Simeone Inzaghi? It's probably Simeone Inzaghi. I do like him. So, yeah, I, I, I was kind of sad they didn't win it. But then again, they won the Coppa Italia. So you can't really complain too much. But they get going next year, I guess. But yeah, Jess, what was your reaction to the Serie A conclusion? Oh, oh also, you can, you, can, you can address the Mourinho. Because why didn't Mourinho make Roma challenge a bit closer? But yeah, you could address both. For me, the Serie A, it was just entertaining to see some of the competitiveness because I grew up with, with it being arguably the strongest league, and, um, strongest league and, and some of my favorite players were playing there in you know, the Brazilians with Kaká, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo. So it, it was just, as, as a neutral, it was just exciting to see the league, you know, to see the fighting spirits and to see, as Gia said, some, some clubs being consistent I was a bit surprised with Milan being consistent um, throughout the season because Inter has um, a better squad, in my opinion. So, so for me, it was just... But I was very happy for, for, for Olivia Giroud and, and, and Tomori. Um, personally, my, my, you know, the club in, in Serie A that I have a support for is, is La Viola. So I was happy that they got um, European football in, in the league. So that for me was the highlight of the Serie A. I'm honest, I really, really enjoyed them. Um, Fiorentina, they're they're great. And as far as Mourinho, um, I don't think he necessarily has the best squad. I think he's building something. Um, he managed to get the best out of Tammy Abraham. And there have been, I think, over I don't watch this. But I think it's over ten years that they don't don't have a trophy. So he can get. A trophy in the conference league for them. Um, so I, their fans love him and love Tenny. And the one heck of, of, of an achievement, in my opinion, to finally get that trophy back to Roma. Mourinho is is doing a really good job with Abraham, isn't he? He's he's turning him yeah. into, into an absolute animal. He, he, if anyone can coach a striker, it's Mourinho. Yeah, true. Um, um, did they win the conference league? They they're they're playing in the final. Yeah, it's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so it's weird how you have the Europa League concluded before the Conference League, but yeah, I mean, you can't really question UEFA. So yeah, um, okay, so yeah, let's go back to England then. For me, I'm I'm gonna say Inter really impressed me this season. I just enjoyed watching them play. Like you know how you watch Chelsea playing, so like in and was already so in touch. That's how I felt with Inter, especially in the Champions League as well when they played Liverpool. I did enjoy it. So yeah, Simeone and Zaghi, Hopefully, he gets backed properly again and they give it a try again next year i think it's kind of um i think they're going to be actually arguably even better because they're they if they manage to renew with Persich, they have uh dibala apparently is very close to joining them mm. and they're also uh, looking at um a bremer who's a brazilian center back who was um elected the mvp of the defenders of this league so mm. they they it, he plays for they, Torino, they, right? they should, yeah, yeah, he plays for Torino, but he didn't play in that game against uh, against uh, Roma. He did. He wasn't playing there. Um, so yeah, so yeah, they should be an interesting club to watch going forward as well. I really like the way they play as well. 
Um, I really but hope yeah, we get Perisic. I really hope we get Perisic. I think he's a, he's, a, <laughs> he's a great player. Um, I think he's a great player. I would I would like him, but I just think the rumors are for clicks. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it'll gonna, be from his it's renew. from his agent for sure. But ah, uh, yeah, a, a man can dream. Yeah, true. How about Lautaro? Do you reckon Lautaro Martinez will stay in uh, Inter? Oh yeah, I think he. Will. I think he's close to um, signing an extension. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's staying. I do enjoy watching him. You know. Do you reckon we could poach him in the summer? It'd be nice, but well, I, don't, I don't know if he was suit. Work assistant. with Lukaku, would maybe, nice. maybe, maybe. That would be sick. <laughs> that would be awesome. Maybe, I, probably not. I don't think he would be the answer to. Yeah. To our attacking problems, we are the <laughs> deathbed of strikers. I, I, I think we just need a creative midfielder and a Lautaro again. I, I, I mean, I just love pronouncing his name, Lautaro Martinez. It's such a, I just love watching him play. He brings so much emotion to the game. I just enjoy it. Oh, also, um, Inter. I hope all the Italian teams push, um, further in the Champions League because Italian football needs to kick on. You know, they have yeah. a lot of history and stuff. So that, that's nice. what I meant. By a lot of the teams have been have been a bit more um, a lot more consistent yes, this year. A lot of them have been taking it a, uh, a lot more seriously. They actually want a lot. Of the uh, modus operandi has been trying to push as far as they can instead of just teaching along. And I think you've seen it over the most of the season that the better that the teams are playing, I think they've realised that um, the more airtime that they'll get and the more buzz on social media. It's weird, but for years you you just you had. Like slow, stodgy Italian football, and I've been yeah, used, to, yeah. used to it most of my life. Um, <laughs> but this year has been really exciting. And funnily enough, Atalanta, uh, the team that are normally at the forefront of all of this, haven't done that well. Yeah, I I, I can't remember. I was watching them. They played a game earlier in the season. I, I was watching them on TV in a pub, I think, somewhere. And like every time that they scored, the other team just basically ran down the other end and scored. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a really entertaining game, but I thought, wow, Atalanta are a mess. <laughs> they, are, they are the Dortmund of Italy, so they can uh, attack, but they just don't defend. Uh, score five, concede they four. Also, yeah. um, did they, didn't they lose a couple of players as well? Um, Gusens was one of them. The went to Inter, so yeah, he, he was good actually. Oh, Gosens, what a great Inter. signing for Inter he is! Ah, I, I watch a bit of Italian football and I can't realize. Um, Gosens went to the Inter, and I didn't know that. Is he injured or something? He was injured when he bought him. When they bought him, I see. All right, cool. Um, yeah, let's move forward to the England. Let's move forward to England. So, I don't know, obviously, I kind of gave it away when I mentioned the Malang Star stuff, but. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I couldn't decide what game to watch on Sunday. So I don't know what games you guys... I don't know how you guys handled the whole, like, stuff. But I actually ended up watching Liverpool, Wolves more, and a bit of Man City as well. But yeah, what was your reaction to the conclusion of the title race? Because there was a period when it kind of swung. in. It was in Liverpool's favour and eventually swung back to Man City's favour. But what was your reaction to the title race conclusion? Great comeback, right, from City? Really well. <laughs> Just when all hope seemed lost. And, and, and it's like that one moment in the movies, in like, like a Marvel movie or something, when all hope is lost and then suddenly oh, pops Ilkay Gundogan. Uh, you know, like you, people are worried that the villains are going to win. And yes, Liverpool are the villains. Um, <laughs> and they just come back and... Ah, it, it was a great finish to the season. It's one of the best finishes to a season that we've had in a while. That's okay. Um, the one thing I have to mention, though, is for the the goals that Villa conceded, 
Uh, they just reminded me of Chelsea leaking goals. They were trying to get that 25 million extra for Jack Grealish. We all know. 125 million for Jack Grealish is uh, wow, speechless. Wow. Wow. Well, the, yeah, because the, they get the extra clause for him if they win, the, if they won the league. So um, I wouldn't be surprised thinking, you know, like that's a, that's a Matty Cash replacement or something when he eventually goes. You know, like I, money talks, money talks, money talks. Oh, I had a, no. Um, this is I'm just gonna say this before Gia came in. Um, so obviously we all hate Liverpool as Chelsea fans, but I wanted Liverpool to win the Premier League because I didn't no. want City. No, wait, wait, wait. I didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, wait, no. I didn't want. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't want City to catch up. Tommy, you better have a good reason for this. <laughs> I didn't want City to catch up with our Premier League uh, trophies in uh, Barclays Premier League trophies. That's my personal opinion. And I didn't want to. Pep was dominated the Premier League so much. Uh, it was getting annoying. So I wanted like let Liverpool just have this one. That's all. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, do you know how unbearable their fans would yeah, be? Yeah, that's what I was gonna give. It a is shout not to worth it. Yeah, it is not <laughs> worth it. Nothing is worth a Liverpool Premier League. With, with City, yeah. it's fine because they've spent Nobody cares. millions. Well, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, it's City. And it's they've won it again. Like, Who cares? They've not, they've not got many fans that pipe up. So it's kind of like, just let them have it. If it's Liverpool, but, uh, the world would end. Like if, if you're a French team and PSG win the league, it's like, oh, yeah, again. Who cares? Like, <laughs> Is that what you think? This is what I'm saying, though, man. Pep has dominated the league so much, it's annoying. Listen, like, yeah. we might be a farmer's league now, but that's okay. As long as it's City's farmer's league and not Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Four out of five years, man. I feel so I feel so bad. But yeah, Jess, what was your... I don't know, how did you handle the Sunday drama? Yeah, I think like the majority of Chelsea fans, I was, I was happy that Liverpool didn't win it. Um, in my in my opinion, it was because of the, the all the oh they're gonna win the quadruple and and all that noise. And with Gerard and with a Coutinho go, it would it would have been too much. And I was also annoyed because Chelsea had the chance to stop the madness of the quadruple twice. And we should have won the the Carabao and and again in the in the FA Cup it was just you know fifty fifty penalties what can you do so um, and I, I say we should have won the Carabao because of that Lukaku goal I'm not going to go there because I get stressed <laughs> but yeah because of because of that um, I, I was I was I was happy that that City won and I'm going to say I was I was kind of I was contenting Hodri score the second goal it was a beautiful goal. And a lot of people talk about KDB or, or Salah or Son being the the you know the best players of, of the season, and they all have their merits. Um, obviously, Salah and Son with the golden boot. So obviously, it, it's it's. But in my opinion, Hodri has been has been the best player of the season. He has been integral to the way that City play. Um, so it was it was nice to to see him get a goal um, as a neutral. Let's say like that. Um, so yeah, and and I just I, I just as a, as a game of football in the first half I was just it was nothingness really. Um, City was just playing sideways and there was no really it wasn't a really good match to watch outside of those five minutes where the three goals happened. <laughs> but the the three goals made up for for all of it. So it was it yeah. was a good finish of, of the season. It was very. Exciting. There was this moment, there was this moment um, in the Liverpool game where, like, if we got news, I say we, but I'm not we, but I mean, they got news that, um, 
what do you call it? They got news that Man City were losing to nil, and the stadium erupted. It was such a nice moment, actually. Did you see good? the? Uh, did you see the point where there was the fake rumor that went around? That yeah, bro. Like I was in front of my TV. Like I was in front of my TV. Like dancing. The whole, and whole like, stadium what? went nuts, and it what? wasn't even true. It was so annoying. And I, I, and Salah thought he had an Aguero moment as well. Oh my god, it was such a nice football day, to be honest. The drama. I just. This is why. This is why I didn't want to watch the Chelsea game because I wanted to be like, oh, I want to be part of that Tatteris drama. Call it me did make me. It did make yeah. me laugh watching, like seeing like Spurs absolutely put Norwich to the sword for no reason other than just like one like frustration and two just to like so Son could get the golden boot as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> just absolutely decimating an already relegated team is just unfair. It's just unkind, yeah. and and they were just like no. Yeah, to be fair, Son and Kulusevski did score some belters last night. So yeah, yeah some nice did. goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you have anything to say? Because I, I felt like I was interrupting you a few times. Oh, no, no, I was just agreeing that they they did score some belters. <laughs> so what game do you watch on Sunday then? I I I stuck to predominantly the predominantly. Yeah. Oh, you're such a good fan. I couldn't watch it. I don't know, man. I don't know about you guys, but on game 38, I hardly watched Chelsea. I don't know why. I think the last time I did was Chelsea Sunderland, where we won 5 1, where we won the title. But besides that, well, I don't uh, remember. Last season, didn't we need Spurs to lose or draw or win? No, we needed Spurs to win in order for us to get top four, right? Yeah, I did watch that um, because yeah. of Leicester. I did watch that, actually. Yeah, I did watch that. But yeah, I'm not really like a game 38 person, to be say. I just enjoyed enjoyed the pain of watching us uh, throw away results. So I'm, oh, I'm kind of used to it now. It, yeah, it's my favorite thing watching watching us really struggle to switch the ball in a dead rubber against Watford. It's what I wanted to spend my Sunday doing. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly how I spent my Sunday, to be honest. Okay, so how about we talk about the relegation, the rele- relegation outcome? But before we do, how about we speak about Norwich briefly? Because I know Ollie and Gia before. We were recording, we we're talking about Dean Smith and everything, but yeah. Um yeah, for me I think Norwich, if they decide to, I say decide, but if they do come back, I feel Dean Smith is a good manager. He's so he's gonna make them a little bit more solid in defense. They'll, they'll be straight so back I think up. they're gonna yeah. still yeah, they'll, they'll this, this... back up again. They always do. They there there is absolutely no reason to suggest that they won't. Yeah. I have no time for them to be honest. After the uh, the way the fans treated Gilmore, um, it's just one of those things. They they come up every season. I know they have a shoestring budget, but they've been reaping the rewards of uh, parachute payments and uh, promotion money. It's Lemon Fulham, and it's it gets boring after a while. True, I true. See, I want to see a team like Brentford, um, and they should play like Brentford, or not in the same way. But Brentford have attacked this season and. Look, look where they are in the table. They've had some great recruitment. They've played how they wanted to play. They've not, they've not tried to sit back and defend like um, Burnley did. They've, they've come out and played well. And um, hats off to them. But do you want to think something? Do you want to hear something controversial? Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah. <laughs> Brentford, Brentford are going to really suffer next season. Oh, they are. Exactly. Like second season United. syndrome. You know? Second season syndrome. They'll exactly. be in a relegation battle the whole season. I guarantee. Like, look at Leeds. Leeds. Sheffield, oh, Sheffield United. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah Sheffield. Sheffield, Sheffield came eighth, and they and they were, went down the season. Exactly, that's crazy. Yeah, Leeds. You know how high Leeds finished last season. So there's definitely a second season syndrome. You know, Jess. What do you think? What do you think of uh of the of the relegation fight this time? Um, as a fan, I I I don't 
I don't necessarily like leads, so it would be cool seeing them <laughs> down. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, you know, I was objectively, it didn't really matter to me because um, I'm confident we can get the points um, against leads. Um, I arguably it it should be easier for us to to win against Leeds than Burnley, as previous seasons showed, and this season particularly. Um, so I I I just I wasn't really into it that much. What I would say is I was, um, especially as a Brazilian, I was looking forward to see what seeing what was going to happen to Hafinha because of that um, that that clause that he has if they go down is like twenty five million or something. And he's been linked with with Barcelona a lot, and I I think they would pretty they would activate that clause if, if they were to go down. I'm not sure what they're gonna do now. We have been linked with him in the past as well. Um, the reports were that before the sanctions, we were pretty much done with the deal with him. Like everything was pretty much agreed with him. So I'm I'm interested to see now because I think that can be a deterrent to Barcelona maybe because. The, the, that 25 million clause. So I'm actually more interested to seeing what will happen with him. Obviously, um, United, I think, was after um, Phillips as well. Um, now that they won't go down, I'm not sure if they're going to do that. So for, for me, is the it's just about the players more than the clubs it's, uh, themselves. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see who gets poached from Burnley. Someone's got to go in for corner. He's unreal. Uh, you know, and... and um... McNeil as well. So both of them will be in the Premier League next season, or, or you know, or in the top flight of, of anywhere. You know, like mark my words. I think I think Everton. Yeah, I was about to say with with Everton with um, Tukowski, I think there was just the um, the Everton right. They made the the offer to him. It was just reported yeah. by Matt Law today. So yeah, yeah. I think Vekos deserves a shout as well. I mean, he wasn't really consistent towards the end, but he there's a player in there. And I do like watching players. The thing is, with Burnley, um, they're going to have a bit of a financial issue because of the way that they were bought. They needed to stay up. They're massively debt-financed for their club. And and they're a club that has consistently punched above their weight for a very long time financially. You know, like, the whole time they've been in the Premier League, they've been more or less been on a championship budget, and Sean Dyche did wonders there. And it's no wonder that the second they get rid of him, they get relegated. Yeah. Well, to be fair, to be fair, the players were bored. But actually, Gia made a fair point. Actually, Gia did make yeah, a fair point. Yeah, bored and in the Premier he League. <laughs> no, no, he mentioned something earlier. He mentioned that he didn't really like the brand of football. Um, I think it was Norwich. He said Norwich played. No, no, Norwich. No, no, I think Burnley. Burnley. Burnley yeah, yeah, Burnley. Yeah, he said he didn't like the brand of football they played. And to be fair, I, I did want to, I did want them to get relegated because I wanted Leeds to stay up, and I wanted um I wanted Leeds to stay up. I wanted Everton to stay up because of Frank. But yeah, I want to lead there because I did like the brand of football they play. And I think Joe Gellhart is the closest thing to Messi right now. So yeah. Here is my hot take. Leeds are Burnley with running. That, yeah. That's my hot take. <laughs> Leeds are Burnley with running. That, that's it. To be, fair, like, to be fair, to be fair, they do play good football compared I to dislike, Burnley. I dislike Leeds. Everyone but... plays good football compared to Burnley. That's, yeah, that is true. I could do some kick-ups in my back garden and play football <laughs> better than Burnley. Well, saying that. I'm not sure Chelsea <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> no, but Leeds actually. I think, and I, I do love the white as well. And obviously, the the fans are quite passionate as well. Obviously, 
Yeah, we yeah, do I like, like having them in the league for that reason. Uh, you know, like they're, they're, they're a very historic club. It's nice to have them around. And the, the, thing is, there's the, the interesting thing is, who's going to take up the Burnley role? Because before Burnley, it was Stoke, wasn't it? it you know, like yeah. sort of that really sort of classic <laughs> knock it long to the tall striker, 4-4-2 British, you know, sort of thing. Who's going to take up that role now? Maybe, maybe it'll be Everton. And also, can you do it on a cold night? In in uh, what do you call it? Can you do it on a cold night in what was the name of um, this in guy's Stoke. stadium again? Stoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you do it on a cold night in Stoke? Can you do it on a cold night in Tuffmore? So perhaps now it'll be like, can you do it on a cold night in? I don't know. It's, you it's you, you did mention the club, yeah, like, like, Merseyside, yeah, and Goodison. To be fair, yeah, Goodison is kind of like one of the few older stadiums now. So yeah. Goodison. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I could I could see Everton becoming like the next sort of Burnley Stoke sort of thing. Could, can anyone yeah. else see that? Or is it just what happened with Frank? Yeah, because they do play they did take a bit of like Leeds football, intensity football. I don't know how they got piped um, by Arsenal 5 1, but they did they do take a bit they were of like, missing intensity a few football. First teamers. It's end of the season for them. They'd already secured it. They're all hard. It was good to see Donny van der Veek get a goal though. It was. He did play well. Ah, I see. He does. He deserved that. You know, he was absolutely rotting on the bench under Solskjaer at Man United. It, it's good to see him find a bit of a new lease on life at Everton. Next year, the team's coming up. It could be. Um, it could be quite nice because you've got Fulham. Um, obviously, you're coming up, and we, six points have, guaranteed. Yeah, we could. Uh, <laughs> not them Forest come up as well. Um, so yeah, it, I'd like to see them. It, yeah, yeah, me too. I did live in Nottingham for a while, so I, I've been. I, I swear, man, ever since 2014, I think I was in 2014, 2012. Um, I've been hoping for them to go to the Premier League, so now I'm now I'm out of there. I'm glad they're kind of and they have a good goalie, they have a good squad, actually. The good manager as well. So I am happy for them, I'm excited for them. Um, yeah, before we move from this topic, I want to ask Jess, Jess, is there any like relegation? No, no, no relegation per se. Is there any club you're interested in besides Chelsea in the Premier League? Interested in in what sense? So, like any club that f- catches your attention that you say. appreciate. Uh, honestly, no, <laughs> uh, no, no. I I usually just watch the games. Um, Jess is proper chels. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to be fair, you are allowed to. Unlike you, Tony. No, yeah, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I I normally like I normally watch the games. I I like to watch. I really love watching football. If, if that wasn't obvious, yeah. So I, 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 I enjoy watching it as a neutral because I think sometimes, most of the times, it helps you see a lot, things a lot more clearer. So usually, I'm just watching as an as a neutral, or I'm making math in my mind of what would be the best result for Chelsea, and or or play, paying attention to Chelsea loanees or players that are Chelsea are interested in. So it's just Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> That's exactly how I watch football. No, I, I, no, I, that is how you're supposed to watch football. I, I completely agree. No, before we get into that, I just want to get Jess again. Jess, um, I do agree, fair point. Yeah, um, you don't really have a club, but do you mind telling us a bit about your local club? Do you mind before we talk about like the Conference League and the Europa League? Uh, my club in Brazil, you mean? Yeah, yeah. The one you told me about, like current, current state, current state of affairs and stuff. You know, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, my. My club in Brazil is called Ceará, which is the state that I'm from. It's uh, we're from the northeast, and in Brazil, like the Brasileirão, which is the the league, um, the the strongest teams are from the south. They are uh, historically the richest ones, the one with with the most titles and everything. Um, but we we are kind of growing 
with the years. Um, if you take by position in, in the past three, four years, I would say we're like Brighton in a sense. We, <laughs> That's a good shot, uh, yeah. Yeah, we usually start the, the league because our season just started, right? Because it, it's like the full year, so it just started. We are horrible at the beginning, as always. We are um, almost last, uh, but that's normal for us. Every year is the same. Um, and the most exciting thing for us is that we qualified for the third time in our history for what would be the equivalent, in a way, to the Europa, Europa League. So we're playing the group stages now, um, and it's between us and a club from, from Argentina who's going to qualify. We have a match against them this week. Um, currently, we are three points ahead of them, but if it's, it's like a direct confrontation so if they win they can go through as well because only one qualifies and if we manage to qualify it would be the first time in our history that we wow. go to the next stage so it's That's a big deal it's yeah it, it's like a, a small um, um it's a small club in terms of, of achievements and titles um at a country level or continental level but in terms of fandom it's like one of the huge the biggest clubs um in our area uh with the yeah. biggest um, amount of fans so it's a very historical club. Yeah, and very passionate. Yeah, so root for me, guys. We have a chance this yeah. week to make history. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. Gia is also a Pisa fan. Um, Gia, did I pronounce that correctly? Did I pronounce that right? Pisa. Pisa. Yeah, Pisa. Pisa, yeah? And Serie Bear, right? Is that yep. Serie Bear? Serie Bear? Yeah. yeah. Right. I do love... I mean, Oli, I don't know what your local club is. I mean, for me, I'll probably say Wolves, I guess. Not really local, but... <laughs> <laughs> we get I, like, I, yeah, I live a very places. I live a very nomadic lifestyle uh, like, I've lived in all sorts of places yes, um, yeah. at the moment where I currently am the local club is Derby um, you know uh, who of course I, has I been relegated friend. with uh, with uh, with with Rooney um, it's been a really hard time for them it's been a really tough time for them and, and um, I think everyone uh, wants to see them come back up into the championship next season, hopefully. <laughs> Bro, it's so sad what's happened to Derby, man. Like, come on, man. It's so sad. But yeah, I mean, we could go on and on, but perhaps another day. But I do like Wolves as well. And I could go on and on about what they're going on about. But I'll save you. I'll save you the drama. But yeah, um, so yeah, Europa League and Conference League. I don't know. Did you guys follow the drama? Europe was like, What happened? So obviously, Manu lost again. Manu were at the verge. Of going into Conference League before Brighton did oh, them yeah, a favor that, yeah. by beating West Ham. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so honestly, man, it was crazy all over the table. Like the the Crystal Palace. I I'm not Vieira's biggest fan, but I've got to give a uh, hands up to what they're doing. They're they're creating a team of a, a nice team of South South London ballers, and I I'm loving the ethos that they have. They have. Um, I can't stand their fans, but they're. You've got Derek Mitchell, you've got um, Eze, you've got Zaha leading them on. You've got um, Raktui, who's, I think, um, made, I think he made a, a substitute appearance, I think, against United or something like that. And um, I, I just, I have to give him like a, a clap just for how they're sort of bringing them into. Police the as well. Oh, Very yeah. Players. Mm-hmm. They've got some, ex- they've got an excellent recruitment strategy. Their Their owners are very good. From what I remember, that yeah, they're targeting a lot of the young academies um, of the bigger clubs and basically picking up. Um, that's not that bad. It's, I think that's like Robin Hood in a way. <laughs> in a way, I guess, kind of like Robin Hood. But yeah, 
It's not a bad strategy, I guess. I mean, they should go to Man City. Man City have a lot of um, good youth players that don't really get a show in. Well, they took Olusse yeah. as well, didn't they? So from uh, I know they had to buy him, but we released him um, because of certain uh, attitude issues. And uh, and, and Reading benefited from it. I was just going to talk about the conference. Like, it was, I found it funny how my knee were going to drop into the conference. I was thinking about Ronaldo all, my, all this all Because I was like, yo... I mean, if you're Ronaldo, what do you do? Do you leave? Do you stay? Can you imagine? I don't think he. I think he would stay. I, I don't think he would leave. I he'd be he'd... like, no, nah, he just, he just, he'd hoover up the Conference League, and then, and then there, there would be all those stats on Twitter about how he's the first player to win this, 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 yeah, and the Conference nah. League. Yeah, no, like Mourinho, yeah, like Mourinho. That's so annoying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Honestly, like, that's so annoying. Yeah. It's, it's so pointless. The 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 point scoring on the stats on there, but. You know, like people use it. People will use it. This is what we talk about: Wolves, Brighton, uh, Newcastle. Because actually, I was going to mention this. So for me, perhaps we're having the season review. But for me, um, coming into the season and listening to a variety of podcasts from different football clubs really opened up my eyes to to see things differently, and I did enjoy it. So that's kind of like a a good. It just made me see, it's kind of like when, obviously because of Fantasy Premier League as well, but it did make me see things a bit different. So I did enjoy that this season. But yeah, do you want to talk about, uh, what you call it, Newcastle, Wolves, Brighton? I mean, Brighton finished, obviously Wolves finished 10th. Brighton finished um, 8th, I think. And yeah, we had a lot of... Brighton um, did very well. Um, they've had a very good season. They, they've taken points off of a lot of good teams. And um, they they're usually um, they're usually a team who like they'll take a few points off against the top teams and then they'll just get battered like four nil by like Southampton for no reason, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then but no but this season they've they've put it together a little bit and they they've done a really good job. Um, I and I think uh, you know everyone's a fan or at least you know most people are a fan of Graham Potter and his style of football. I think he does a very good job with them with what they've got. Um, I can see them. I can see them. Hopefully, pushing into the uh, the higher into the, hopefully into the European places soon. Well, I hope that for Wolves. Well, yeah, I didn't just correct myself. Leicester finished eight and Brighton finished ninth. Yeah, they now have like Newcastle and Wolves and stuff. One one thing I, I do have to say is the um, Lampard gets all the stick online, but no one <laughs> no one critiques uh, Gerard at Villa. I honestly don't think he's done a great um, job. I'm gonna agree with that. Because he, he came in and had a strong start. He had the strongest yeah, start. His fans do criticize him actually. Um, I guess I mean, he's Miller got, fans. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of uh, players to obviously um, jelly in. But watching the football, I just don't. It nothing's tied in for me. I just don't see how he's trying to play, um, and I just don't get it to be honest. But, to be fair, um, to be fair, Watkins had a shocker yesterday. You know, if he took if he took a, he, if he took at least season. one chance, yeah, I know, right? And obviously because of Grealish and stuff, but yeah, um, Jesse, you want to say something? Uh, no, just uh, about all things that we were talking before. <laughs> um, before necessarily like the 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 clubs that we were talking, I just wanted to mention West Ham very closely because it was kind of disappointing. I I feel for them. Um, they were fighting for for Champion League uh Champions League spot for for a long time in the season. And they could also achieve that uh, in the Europa League if they wanted. They went out of it and then kind of also were dropping out. And then at the, the, last, um, the last game, they could secure at least European football again, Europa League football. 
and now they're in the conference league. So for, for some, some, for a club that started with high hopes in the beginning of the season, I feel it's just, it, it feels disappointing in a way. Um, Bowen was 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 great this season. My yeah, opinion, obviously, right? Yeah. Really good. Really so good. just uh, as as far as as Brighton, what I would have to add is, do we think Kukurelia is, is staying? Because uh, there are a lot of teams interested. City is interested. We've been linked with him, even though I don't think he would be our, our number one priority. Um, Spurs have been linked, so th- th- he was their best player. I don't. I don't think he's gonna stay there. West Villa already signing. I don't know if, if it says Camara. Yeah, yeah. Very good yeah. player um, from from yeah. Massa, which was 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 interesting because they were in the European competition, and then he comes from from Villa, so that was major coup for them. There are interesting interesting things also um, with Newcastle. Obviously, I think they're gonna be pushing for those European spots next season. I would be very surprised if they don't get at least. Conference League. Um, obviously, it's going to depend on who they they bring in this summer. But yeah, I think it should be exciting. Yeah, yeah, it should be. And then we have Wolves in crisis. Like, bro, Wolves, man, Wolves just make me tear my hair out. Like, honestly. Um, so I was listening to the podcast today, the Talking Wolves podcast, and they were talking about like, oh, um, Bruno in or Bruno out. So yeah, you have people saying because they want to try to get Lopetegui and stuff, but they're afraid of a transition period. But again, I'll save you all the wolves drama. I'll leave it for another day. Um, before a roundup, I, I, I guess you guys are tired already. But I wanna I wanna do justice to this conversation. Um, Oli, I think you know what's coming next. Do you guys mind giving me your opinion on who do you think is the better Chelsea legend post Chelsea? In Frank Lampard and John Terry, you could include um, uh, Rugba, Cole, and Czech. So when I say post Chelsea, I mean who has gone on to do better in terms of like making the Chelsea name better, I guess. But yeah, what do you guys think? I like Jess go first. <laughs> <laughs> you coward! You coward! <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna be very political here because. JT is uh, a very like a, a controversial figure. So if we're going about who made the the Chelsea names better um, and all of that, and I'm not saying that I agree with the the criticism he gets. Yeah, again, I'm gonna go with with Chelsea in my heart, and I'm gonna say check because I think he's doing a great job for us. Um, so I'm right now at this moment in time, I'm gonna say him because I think he's been very connected to. The things that we are trying to do, and I feel he was important with uh, getting Thomas Tuchel um, settled in, and I he has been um, Thomas Tuchel has openly said that he has a very good relationship with him, and he is a conduit, and he was a conduit to the to the board and everything. So at this moment in time, I would say him because again, I'm being political and I'm going the easy way out, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Uh, I I guess I live for the controversial questions, I guess. But my own opinion was I felt Lampard went on to become a manager. And, you know, he 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 came to Chelsea, obviously, he came early. But then he um he kind of, like, put his name on the line. So, obviously, you know when you manage a club and you're a legend, you kind of risk it as well. So, I do appreciate he did that. And he did, went, he did go on to, like, um 
obviously people question him as a manager, you know, if he doesn't do well at Everton and you can see the result he got. That's what I mean. I like the fact he stuck he stuck him he, he stuck his leg in the in the deep, as they say. So I do like that. But yeah, Gia, over to you. Well, uh, I'm just going to go on a playing basis, a complete playing basis. And yeah. um, <laughs> I'm going to have to say, as much as I love Lampard and it, his goals, everything like that, um, JT, because he personified, uh, well, I grew up watching Desai. Um, his pet partnership with uh, Cavalio was beautiful. He, he just, um, he was just everything Chelsea was about when it came to defending under Mourinho as well. He, he, he dived for a ball, which knocked him out. He put his head where he needed to be. Um, yeah. Didn't matter. You can remember the Clarence. The Clarence at the Champions League final. So 2008 um, Champions League final. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that penalty. Yeah. But um, he, he just personifies everything about hard work and uh, just true grit. He, but, is, again, he is Chelsea, right? If you think he is Chelsea. Chelsea. Normally, it doesn't matter uh, how many NFT programs he wants to <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Reese James is on those two. We're not allowed to judge that now. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But yeah. I um I just I think he's everything that Chelsea is and the same with Lampard. Um but I think he's a bit more like scruff take take it by the scruff of the neck sort of um leader. So and I think that's what we miss in our in our team at the moment. For me, I'm just going to say Lampard. I think Lampard has gone on to do more after his career. I mean, Czech, shout out Czech as well. But obviously, they're all doing well in their own rights. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be controversial intentionally. I was just referring to Czech and John precisely. Mainly because at the time, it was because like Everton avoided relegation. You know, and you could see it. You could see how much work Lampard put into it. Because before he went into Everton job, I felt he was going to a sinking ship, sinking ship, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted him to go to Villa initially, actually, not even Everton. So I am glad for him. That's why I brought it up. But yeah, um, if you guys don't have any, do you guys have anything to say before we round up? All I have to say is uh, next season, I just want to see a bit more consistency from us uh, because I don't think we're too far um, yeah. off, the, off the top. And I think we, our, our season fell apart with the injuries and. We lost, like like I mentioned in my tweets, we 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 barely lost to uh, City, and the reason, the ways we lost the match, uh, we didn't take our chances as well. So I want to see more consistency, and I just want to see us bury some chances. That's it. Yeah, that's the same for me. I just want to see, I I want to see the attack click. Whoever is in it, I just want to see it click. It would be, it would be nice to get like two attack. It feels like that transition period between um when we finished third against Mourinho in Mourinho's first spell. Sorry, in the second spell in this first season, then that transition to when we bought Costa and Fabregas, and I think we bought Trog, we we brought in Trogba back. It felt like it feels like this is what we're going through. So hopefully we do win the league next season. But yeah, um, Jess, Oli, do you guys have anything to say before we round up? Uh, yeah, just um, uh, you know, uh, follow everyone here on Twitter. We're all uh, interesting <laughs> people. We're all uh, we've all got some very good opinions and um, we're all worth following. So uh, I'm sure Tommy will at us all on Twitter when this is out. So give us a follow. We do talk a lot of rubbish on there as well. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Jess, over to you. Uh, no, I just I just wanted to, to thank you guys for, for inviting me and for having me. And it was a pleasure talking to you guys. And it's always great yes. uh, discussing all things football, Premier League and especially Chelsea. So thank you so much. It was mm-hmm. a pleasure. Cheers, cheers. So good to have you guys, honestly. To be fair, we do speak a lot about Chelsea, but obviously because of uh, the, the you know the drama that happened on Sunday, it was only fair to 
diversify a bit. But yeah, Oli, Gia, Jess, thank you guys so much for coming. I do appreciate you guys. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, it would be good to have you guys again because we're going to have a season review. If you can make it, cool. If you can make it, it's okay. But yeah, we're going to have a season review. And guys, listen as well. We're going to have a season review next. So this is the last episode for the season, I guess. So yeah, next one is the season review. Then we'll call it a day. <laughs> <laughs>